Welcome back to the Amen Podcast. It's so good to be back uh, featuring your, the one and only, Jake Capers. And uh, so today we got a special guest. His name's Chandler Pruitt. He's on the Blue Mountain College fishing team, and they're currently ranked uh, 16 in the nation yep. right now. And so it's a very awesome, and I'm very happy to have him on the podcast today. It's been a quite some time since uh, we've had any of the podcast. Uh, I know we've all been busy with school and uh, work and, and everything else the good Lord's put us, uh, put us busy in. So uh, today, Chandler, we're going to be in Matthew 4, 18 through 21, uh, 22, actually. We're going to be talking about fishers of men. And so, uh, so Chandler, how have you been today, bud? It's it's been a good day today. I, I I got a rest day today. I didn't have to take any finals, so I got to sleep in. I've just Amen. had a good, enjoyable day. Amen. So yeah, me and Chandler, we go to Blue Mountain College, and uh, Chandler, uh, the good Lord put him in my life uh, at the beginning. What I guess August, May, and then uh, it was like the first day we come to college, wasn't it? Yeah, first day we came <laughs> to college. Uh, then uh, we just really got to uh, we kind of just talked about fishing, but then uh, our love for the Lord, and we kind of made a connection, but. Uh, so tell us about the Blue Mountain College fishing team and tell us what it's like to, to compete on a collegiate level. Tell us what that looks like. It is, uh, it's very fun. Uh, moving from the collegiate level to from a high school level, it is like two completely different worlds because you've got the best of the best in college that move from high school to college and you're competing against the best anglers in the in the country. So you're the best of the best is what you're saying. I'm not really saying that, but I mean... <laughs> I mean, I might be one day. That's right. That's right. We're looking at a next bill dance here. So, uh, I'm really excited today. Uh, so let let's dive into some, into the most important thing we're we're going to talk about. Be uh, Christ centered on uh, is His Word and what Jesus calls us to do. And I couldn't think of a better passage today. Uh, the little uh, title above this passage is called "Jesus Calls His First Disciples," but. Uh, a lot of people know it, know it as, and what I've always known it as, is the Fisher of Men passage. And so uh, let's go into reading this right here, then we're going to go into some detail after. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And it says, they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said, come follow me. And I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And so as we see here, Chandler, we see that that Jesus, he was he was a fan of fishing. That's right. He he found these two fishermen and that um, these were some of the two men that changed the whole world upside down for the gospel. And uh, these two men, uh, one of them we know is Peter. He uh, denied Jesus three times, but he also preached the first, uh, I guess, sermon ever preached. At, uh, and what a powerful man Peter is. And I can relate to Peter in a lot of ways. Uh, so how does this passage mean to you? I mean, I I know it's, it's I know... Um, it's got to mean something to you on a fishing level. And what do you think Jesus is trying to tell us here about he will send you out to fish for people? So what does that mean to you? To me, it means that he is sending you out to spread the gospel to other people. That's right. In places that the gospel may have never been spread before. And, and you know, people in your everyday lives, they may have never heard the gospel. So you just got to try to reach out to people, friends, enemies, both. 
and reach out and spread the gospel to them. That's exactly right. I love Jesus' words. The first three words he says is, come follow me. And then, as we see here in uh, the next verse, after he says, Jesus tells them that they're going to be fishing for people instead for fish, they once left their nets and followed him. See, in life, like, that's once, we're, once we have a relationship with Christ, immediately, this is what we're called to do. Uh, quote unquote, we're called to leave our nets and we're supposed to leave the boat. We're supposed to leave everything behind and follow Jesus into what he's called us to do. And I think that's so important. I can look back on my life many a times, especially um, when I first came to Christ and especially when I was first called to Christ. Um, it was scary. I remember, I'm, I'll never forget me fully surrendering to the to the ministry. And then all of a sudden, Satan came in with all these lies and it filled me with such uh, fear. And I never showed it, but deep inside, I wanted to do something that I knew the outcome, that I knew kind of what the outcome would look like. And being called in the ministry, I just never know what that looks like. Like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm I've been uh, the pastor for a church for three months now, and I never would have thought or never would have seen that coming. And so, but that's what Jesus calls us to do. And not even just with um, people being called in the ministry. You know, it's for every one of us. You know, the Great Commission is something, is one of the most popular uh, verses and passages in the whole book of uh, Matthew, Mark, and everywhere. Jesus tells us that we're supposed to go out and make disciples of all nations and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's not just for the people that are called to the ministry. That's for everybody. And so if you're a follower of Christ, you have one job here on this earth, and that's to go and make disciples. And when Jesus tells you to go, He's not, it doesn't tell you to go as a suggestion. Go when you have time. Go when you get off work. He says go. That should be the number one priority because if you don't go, you're telling him no. Mm-hmm. And so that's, right. that's really important. So Chandler, what are some ways that you can take fishing and you can take being on a the Blue Mountain College archery team and glorify God? What are some ways you could do that? Uh, like when we go out to competitions, you know, we usually stay at hotels and there's usually a bunch of other fishing teams that stay there. You know, just walk around, talk to them, you know, just ask me if they know Christ and just and get to spread the word with them. And uh, the, aside from fishing college, the best thing about fishing is you get to take younger kids out and let them get in the outdoors. And, and at the same time, you let them get out in the outdoors and fish, but then you also get to spread the gospel with them and, and get to teach them about Christ and and to me, that's the, that's the best part about fishing. Man, that's awesome. I kind of have the, like, the same way with hunting. It's just it's whatever your passion is that God has given you in life, you take it and you don't just keep it to yourself. Because just imagine if the person that taught you how to fish or taught me how to hunt kept it to themselves, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be sitting here having the passion that we have right now. That's right. And so be that for somebody. I think that's so important. Uh so Chandler, let's 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 dive into the details here. What's uh what kind of boat do you have? I mean, what what what's the fishing looking like right now? Uh, well, I run a uh, Triton TR20 2001 model, and uh, uh, we've got it. We've got it all fixed up for college. Uh, it was bit. It's all sort of my graduation present. But uh, I live in Tennessee, and back home in Tennessee, right now the fish are uh, they've moved from their fall pattern to their winter pattern. But with the last couple of weeks being warm weather, it's kind of got the fish in a in-between stage because they don't know whether to go deep because it's cold and 
and it's becoming a winter pattern or since it's being warm do they get stay in their fall pattern so it's uh you can catch fish deep shallow on river banks and stuff but it's just uh it's, it's hit or miss sometimes and i mean yeah because here lately it's it's been uh see what for the past two weeks like it was like an average in 70 every yeah. day then the last two days it's been like 30 and mm-hmm. 50 right yeah. and so like fish weather can weather can dictate a lot about what a fish does and uh, when you have consistent weather any time of the year it'll get them into the pattern that they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to be doing and make it easier to catch them that's right that's the same way with deer you know the weather changes a lot and and for the life of me I, I really thought I knew what I was doing when it comes to hunting a deer but for the past two weeks I have struggled to even see a deer and since uh as of right now me and Chandler are talking out of the out of my new house that uh I'm renting with two other buddies and and I would love to have some meat in the freezer but mm. that doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon so uh, I'm just going to go out and eat Mexican every night I guess <laughs> and get fat so whatever but uh so Chandler what what's your why are you here at Blue Mountain College other than fishing like what's what's your favorite things about Blue Mountain I know I could speak on so many things but i think if uh i really want to get blue mountain's name out there because mm-hmm. this is a rare place like, it is it's very special I, I knew from people going uh that that's went to blue mountain in the past and they told me how great it was mm-hmm. but until i've gotten here and experienced it uh it has changed my life so yeah. what what are some of your favorite things about blue mountain my favorite thing is that it's a christian college and uh and you get to experience that every day you really do and you've made like i've always been told when you go to college you meet so many great people and i, I was kind of skeptical about it because like oh you're going to, to meet people that you've never seen before you don't yep. have no idea who they are but like, i've met friends here already that i that'll be friends for a lifetime that's right especially jake here i mean like he's for sure my best friend since coming here and that's and, right you know we share the gospel together and we share the gospel with other people and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about man it's just like um, I tell people this all the time, like, you know, I take a, I take a lot of biblical classes because uh, I'm a biblical major, I'm a Christian ministry major, but I also take, uh, like, in, uh, like psychology and, like, family child welfare and, like, Western civilization. But I'll never forget the first week of class, the gospel was presented in each one of those classes. And the gospel was laid out, and it was, uh, it was given somewhat as an invitation to... to uh, for people to be invited to Christ, and that I'll never forget my, the the way I felt when I was sitting there in, in my seat, and I couldn't stop smiling because the joy in my heart that these that these teachers and I had nothing to do with teaching uh, like the Bible or teaching about Jesus. I mean, we're teaching about psychology, and we're teaching about history, but the first week it was so focused on Christ, and they wanted us to know that Jesus is the reason for all of this here. He's yeah. the reason that you're here and they really did a great job at that and so i really do and yes the people here are great you know like chandler said you know he's definitely one of my best friends here i mean it's a it's a amazing but to go into the cafeteria to mm-hmm. to walk around the small campus it is oh yeah to see all these people and the the friendly faces and everybody here it, it is a joy to be here and uh i'm really looking forward to the next uh, next few years to being here so Chandler, right. what's your plans over Christmas break? You got a month out. What you got planned? Uh, well, right now I'm gonna try to find any day to go fishing I can. Of course. And uh, just spend time with family. Uh, 
and especially and diving into the Word of Christ since you know reason for the season. Okay. And so, uh, and just just get to enjoy time home. I'm definitely going to miss it up here, but my yeah. mom's going to love me being home for a whole month. So, <laughs> so oh, she uh, is. Well, that's good. I I could probably say I'm going to be hunting majority of every day, <laughs> and um, I, I'm pretty sure I could probably speak for you as well. Um, I know when I'm in the tree, when I'm in the woods. That's my favorite time to spend with God, and that's probably mm-hmm. the same time with oh, yeah. you sitting on the water. And so I think I think I I'm just I always look forward to those times to, to break out my Bible and read the Word and sit there, especially watching the sunrise every morning. That's one of my most favorite things in the world to that's do. The, that's the best part about fishing or hunting or anything you do when you get up in the morning is being able to watch that sunrise. It really is. It uh, Psalms 19:1 says the heavens proclaim the glory of God, but the skies it, they display His craftsmanship and uh, I memorized that verse a long time ago because it was engraved in my head because every almost every day I would see just gorgeous sunset and I would just think about that verse and just how true the Word of God is. And so that that verse really, uh, it has a really a whole lot of an impact because it's so true, because our God's so beautiful and uh, everything He does. So um, let's see. So what what we're going to talk about? We got, we got, we got uh, all the time in the world we got to find some stuff to talk about. This is our first podcast coming back. We did take uh, a couple months off. Uh, this is not planned. Um, I don't know. I was just sitting here. I think I was laying in bed this morning, honestly, Chandler. And, and I was like, man, I'm going to start back the podcast. And uh, I know for the people that listen, um, they, a lot of people, everybody that said they listened, they said they all enjoyed it. And uh, I'm very grateful for everybody that does listen to it this is just another way to spread the gospel it is and i'm not trying to get on here and talk and give everybody headaches driving down the road but i'm <laughs> you know like like we said before i know the guys that i was on here with before you know if if these people that if y'all that are listening uh ever have any questions or uh ever doubt your relationship with christ or don't know if you if you have a relationship with christ you know uh, I'm more than willing to always to talk. More likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who I am, Chandler Pruitt. Chandler's on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Chandler Pruitt Fishing 25. Of course it is. <laughs> so I'm sure you're gonna have a lot of pretty girls follow you here after this podcast. I mean, somebody oh. somebody told my fishing coach the other day that I was sociable and I got around. So I, that was after the first week of school, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, Chandler is a very sociable guy, He's, but um, but so I think um. I think what this podcast, what the future of it looks like. Uh, I know last time uh, the podcast, we did it uh, at my old church in Hernando. And it was just, uh, we hit a lot of great topics, Chandler. Mm-hmm. We talked about temptations. We talked about uh, sexual sins. We talked about uh, forgiveness. We talked about all that, I mean, and all that stuff. And that stuff is is fantastic. That stuff is great to talk about. Mm-hmm. We might yes. probably uh, talk about that some more, but... I want to I want to talk about now since it's uh kind of going to be a smaller crowd like it's just as in like me and you or me and somebody else it's mm-hmm. just uh you know what I'm passionate about Jesus and bow hunting and bow hunting something I'm truly passionate about I, I want to get people on here that um I don't know that want to be on here you mm-hmm. know uh, I'm not just going to get on here and talk to talk to them by myself that's oh, just yeah. weird <laughs> but um. I'm definitely thinking some talks about bow hunting, talk about fishing, uh, talk about Blue Mountain. Um, right right now I'm on the archery team. I just got on the archery team. And um, 
I'm no great shot by no means, but um, I really enjoy shooting my bow. That's something that uh, I know Cameron Haynes, for everybody listening, he's a big bow hunter. And uh, he's a big elk hunter. And he shoots his bow every day. He has this motto, Chandler, that's lift, run, shoot. He lifts, he runs, he shoots every day. And other than the running part, that sounds <laughs> like me. So I'm going to, I, I, uh, I kind of have that same motto. Mm-hmm. I shoot every day, but I also read the Word of God every day. And I make sure that's my number one priority. And uh, Cameron Haynes as well, he's a man of God too. He uh, he loves the Lord. And uh, I'm sure he does the same thing every oh, day. Yeah. But um, you want to tell everybody the little incident we had the other day? Okay. That- <laughs> so... Uh- so out behind South Place where we stay at, or where I stay at, there's a complex back there, and it's indoors. And uh, Jake and our friend Zach was back there shooting, and he invited me to come back there. And so I've never shot a boat before. I've hunted. I've deer hunted with a rifle and stuff, yeah, and I'm a horrible a shot. He's just a fisherman. That's right. The best time to fish is during deer season. But uh, So we went back there, and uh, I'd never shot a boat before. So he was graciously going to let me shoot his bow. Which I had this feeling in the back of my head. <laughs> that I literally, you know, I just got through telling him to let me, let him know how much this bow means to me. I said, now, this bow is my baby. This bow is like your bass boat to you. And he was like, all right, I'm not going to break it. And I said, okay, here. And so, but I've never let anybody shoot my bow before because that's just, would you let somebody just drive your bass boat? I would not. I see. Not but, at all. But now you owe me one. So I mean, the, I guess I do. The next, if we ever do, I'm going to find a tree and more than likely run it into it. But well, you ain't got to go that far now. Yep, finish the story. Okay. So, anyways, we're back there shooting, and uh, he, he he instructs me through how to do it, and I put the very good instructions. I thought it was great instructions. It was just poor poor student, <laughs> poor, horrible student. For the first time, it wasn't that bad. I actually still hit the big target, though. Did I not? Okay. Well, let's explain this. So it. This is where we practice indoors for the archery team. And they have these huge morale targets that are like five feet long <laughs> and five feet wide. And we take uh, like a, a black circle, red circle, red, uh, blue circle, and yellow circle target. And we pin it to the huge morale targets. And you're really supposed to hit those, the yellow circle in the middle. And Chandler shoots five feet below that but he still hit the target exactly I so but i still hit it though that's what counts sure in my mind so anyways if i could upload pictures on this podcast i would but <laughs> anyways chandler proceeds to shoot the bow and i'll never forget the sound that my bow made because i know i know everything my bow does i know the sound of it and everything and when he shot it made this awful sound and I, I looked to where the arrow hit, and I was like, dang, that's awful. But I did not want to look at my bow because I was like, that didn't sound good. Anyways, I looked at my bow, and everything was janky, jacked <laughs> up, smacked up. I could name adjectives for days. Whack, jack, stacked. It was every every one of them. And Look, so, if you're going to do it, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Yeah, I, well, you didn't do it right. You did it wrong. <laughs> And so I sat there, and, and I was just, I wasn't mad. I was just kind of, I, I wasn't upset either. I was just at a loss for words. Shocked. I felt like I lost a loved one. And, but I was like, uh, I was like, no, I can fix this. And so I, I, the next day, uh, I went and put it in a bow press, and I fixed it. And, uh, and she's good now. She's good. Um, 
just don't touch it again. I promise you, I will not touch your bow again. But it had. But tell it, them what your arm looked like. Describe it to them. Uh, well, it was a bruise about the size of a foot on the bottom of my elbow, and I've actually got a knot there now. Good. And so, uh, yeah, it, it didn't look real good for a couple of days, and so my mom about passed out whenever she found out I had a bruise on my arm. Well, but it's okay. It didn't hurt. I mean, I didn't really think I had a bruise on it until I woke up the next morning and seen on my arm. I was like, well, that's not good. No. And so, but yeah, lesson learned. Yep, that's what I mean. The nice guy always finishes last. That is very true. I, al- I will say. I always hear that, and and now it finally came true. So, uh, oh well. But as of right now, I know we're sitting here, and uh, we I have one more final. How many? How many more you got? I have one more final tomorrow in algebra, and if I can that's make that's nasty. I know if I can make a passing grade on it, I will be so grateful. What are you, what are you shooting for? Like fifty or fifty 60? or sixty? Okay. I mean, just that's, that like, sounds like talking me. about like mid range here. I'm not talking about no eighty or ninety. Okay. I mean, you know, if you're gonna do it, do it right. You just exactly. said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need to shoot higher than that. I'm, if your fishing coach was listening to this, I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he would, but well, I've shoot. got a, like a 75 in the class, and if I'm like okay. a 60, it won't bring my grade down That's that much. That's true. I have a psychology so. test tomorrow, and uh, I'm supposed to be studying right now, but <laughs> this podcast is making me procrastinate. So, But, hey, uh, this is a pretty good excuse. So, uh, so today, a little update. This is something I'm, I'm probably going to do every time I, I get on the podcast and every time I do hunt is uh, give a little hunting update. So we're going to call this um, the Tree Disciple Hunting Update. The Tree Disciples is a name that I came up with uh, probably a year ago, and it's about it's a sh- kind of a hunt group. I know everybody that's ever hunted or fishing has dreamed and talked about making their own show one day mm-hmm. i mean that's just something that us any fishermen do. want to do that as exactly well. so uh i think we have a youtube channel but there's nothing on it nobody knows about it and i like we video videos but i have a video of my buddy missing a deer and you know we don't want to put that on mm-hmm. there we want to kill and so and then on the big deer we have killed there wasn't a cameraman to film it <laughs> so but anyways the tree disciple hunting update is you know, it was a great north wind. Uh, I really thought I was going to see some deer, but uh, I think the deer rapture came. I think the deer are raptured out of this earth. <laughs> like I can't see a deer to save my life, and so I don't. I just don't know what's going on. And I finally got. Um, I'm using a um, a tree saddle this year. They're they really they really hit the market hot. And when they first came out, people were good buying them like crazy, and me and my buddy bought one as well. And it changes the whole ball game. And I got climbing sticks, and um, I don't know, it's something I'm really passionate about. I know, like you and your boat, you want you want all the newest stuff, you want everything like that. And that's just like it is in bow hunting. That's why I can never have money is because yeah. of bow hunting. You don't stuff. fish or hunt to be rich. No, you fish or hunt to you're going to be broke. Exactly. But it's enjoyable. But I ended up not seeing anything, but I watched a beautiful sunset. Um, and so I got a bunch of spots back home, and I know me and my buddy, we're going to try to get on some deer this this weekend and uh, see if we can get a big buck on the ground. But like I said, I don't, it's December, what, 7th, 8th, something like that today? 
And so usually the first week of December is when when the rut hits here in North Mississippi. But I haven't seen any proof of that yet, so it's a little late. Um, uh, I'm going to give it one more week, and, it, and if they haven't hit it then, then I'm going to know something's going on. So mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of nervous about that, but it's all good. Uh, we're just going to go, and we're going to grind it out. But uh, we'll see. I know next week um, – we're gonna, I'm going to have to figure out something or somebody to bring on, but I didn't think about everybody leaving for <laughs> Christmas break. So I know uh, we'll figure out something. Um, you got anything else to add? Uh, I know, I know. Talk, uh, hunt, coming from the hunting aspect, I know at my house a couple of years ago, we, we'd see deer every morning, every afternoon, you know, be nice. winter, summer, it didn't matter. We saw deer. Like here the past couple of years, it's just – I don't know. I don't know if the deer have just migrated to another part of the county or what's happened. But we just don't see any deer anymore, and we live around a bunch of cornfields. Migrated, and, huh? Huh? Migrated. Whatever. Yeah, they migrated. Moved. They're ducks now. Okay. <laughs> and I like uh, that. And so I don't know, but there's a lot of people that still hunt around our house, but then they they'll say the same thing. They just haven't yeah. seen as many deer this year. Well, About it's um, too. I'm not uh, as happy as Jake usually is. Um, I like to see deer. That's why I go out there. But I keep, I don't know, it's just the saddest part of my days is when it gets about 5.15, 5.20, and it's getting too, it got, it's got too dark to shoot, and I haven't seen a deer, and, and it's just like, well, um, and I keep telling myself next time, and but next time I hasn't come. Hey, it's but, just building up for that one time where you'll see that big buck. Yeah, well, I killed the biggest deer of my life last year, so I, it looks like I'm going to have a few years off until I see another <laughs> one. But that's you okay. Never know. The way we hunt, man, all this suburban hunting, that's what I plan on probably talking about next week is is the suburban aspect of mm-hmm. um, of how I hunt. And it's a whole different whole different ball game. It's something that's uh, seriously taken off. And um, it's something that I've kind of learned how to – how to do but not really learn how to do it's it's a whole it's a whole bigger thing than just hanging a stand and hunting it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's pretty cool so i know um let's see the rest of the week i know i say like i said we're done thursday mm-hmm. everybody's going home um that's about that's about all, that's about it that's i don't have anything else for scheduled no other than the lift run shoot or i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a new one right here december 8th 757 Jake Capers came up with a motto that's going to go famous one day. It's going to go uh, study, shoot. We're going to go study, shoot, lift, okay? We're going to study the Word of God, shoot your bow, and lift. Because I usually try to work out every day. I have been for the past few years. Um, Then I usually try to shoot my bow every day to see see if I can get better at that. But number one, you gotta be in the Word of God. That's and right. so, y'all, people that are listening to this, I do want to challenge you, and um, and I, I I expect you to take this challenge seriously. This is this is serious because uh, the Word of God is serious. Second Timothy three sixteen tells us that the Word of God is breathed and is inspired by God. And this so this is the Word of God. This is not just some uh, fairy tale or some story. This is the word of God. This is God breathed this word to inspire Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, Peter, Timothy, uh, James. He inspired all these people to to write these books and for us. And the word of God is alive and sharper and active than any two-edged sword. It, it cuts to the heart. It really does. 
um, it changed my life. It it really has because, uh, you know, when you get like when you get a new depth finder, you get a new new car. I mean, uh, one of the first things you do is look at the manual mm-hmm. about how to how to operate it, how to put it together. Uh, if you have a question about something in your car, a funny light comes up and you don't know, mm-hmm. you go to the manual. Well, this is our manual. This is our book on when funny lights come up in life or or uh, or when things are going great and you don't need a manual. Mm-hmm. We still need to be in the Word of God. And so that's something that I really want to encourage everybody with. Um, actually thinking about going through some, uh, starting to go through some books, like um, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thinking about going through like, uh, Philippians, James. I just got through reading First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians, and that's actually two of my, uh, some of the two of my favorite. You know, I've I've said probably about almost every chapter, every uh, every book in the Bible that yeah, that's my favorite book before. But First uh, and Second Thessalonians, I just got through reading through, and those would be great books to go through on the podcast. Um, but other than that, some some ideas. What what are some ideas you think? about the podcast i'm sure that's not going to be the last time you're going to be on it no uh i can give i can give a weekly fishing reports or, okay. I, or anything like that where'd and you I, fish last weekend uh did you I, fish a tournament not last weekend uh me and my granddad went fishing at the i fish on kentucky lake a lot which is about 30 minutes from my house we go there a lot y'all we just, and how'd it go uh it went, went pretty good the it, the only problem was it was really foggy and the fog didn't lift to about 11 o'clock and so we just had to stay right there around the ramp but we caught a lot of fish caught caught a largemouth about three three and a half pounds and okay. so uh we just had fun caught fish then the fog finally lifted and we was able to run and go try different spots but uh it's kind of like deer you know how they come in whenever a front's coming in or they yep. know a front's about to come in they'll move and it's the same way for fish They'll bite, and they'll before the, the before they hunker down when the front comes through, and so they were biting really good. I just hope that we can go back Saturday and, and catch them in the same so spots. So is that is that the plan for this weekend? We're yeah. going to try to. My dad, my dad was also he he went fishing below Pickwick Dam, uh, which is on the same river channel or same river system, Kentucky Lake, and uh, he went and he caught some fish too. So I don't know I don't know which ones we're going to go to yet, but God will guide us in the right direction. Yeah, and uh, for the people listening, I never get invited on these fishing trips, or I never, I never, I, I keep telling him we need to go he's, fishing. He's but gonna, he's gonna have to book an appointment for a guy trip or something. I guess I don't know what I'm gonna have to do. I haven't picked up a rod and reel in <laughs> two, two. Uh, it hasn't been two years. It's been I went fish Pickwick, uh, probably, probably sometime last year. It's been entirely too long, is what you're saying. Not really, <laughs> but when the way you bow, the way I bow hunt, it it's literally an all year round thing. And like this is when I talk about this suburban thing later on, um, you'll know why. But it's like all year round thing. You know how fishing? Oh is. yeah, that's the way fishing is. People are like, were you fishing the winter time? I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's the best time to fish. Well, like, but I can't hunt all year round. I could. I mean, but <laughs> I could, but I don't. Um, but. I, I'm always knocking on doors, trying to find new spots, putting up trail cameras, buying trail cameras, buying freaking uh, stuff to put out, trying to try put a uh, pattern on these deer. And I don't know. It's just like I'm so obsessed with whitetails. And, like, I know a lot of people, like, uh, you know, they have their certain, like, you're you're a bass man. Mm-hmm. You, you love you love the, ba- the bass species. That's right. I'm a whitetail guy. I mean, 
my dream though is to go hunt some elk in Montana or Wyoming one of these days with my bow but uh, people say that's very addicting too but I know um, the guys I'll seek one Lee Ellis they are, they're big into suburban hunting and uh, they were talking or they had a video and I was listening to them today and they were talking Lee was talking about how you know it's just if he's had a 200 inch deer in front of his face or on camera uh, there's nothing in the world that could pull him away. There, he could, he would just be zoned, and that's that's how I am. But about a 150 inch deer, mm-hmm. 140. I don't have 200 inch deer around here that I know of, anyways. But I think I, I think that's about wraps it up. Yeah. I, what did I say? 30, 45 minutes. That's right. Yeah. You know, we don't. Um, and that's the same way it is with fishing. When you, if when you if you're going to fish, you got to be all in. Yeah. Because it's not something you can do halfway, three quarters away. If you're going to do it, you got to do it to be the the most successful person you can be that's true i mean a lot of people go out there to relax and and a lot of people hunt like mm-hmm. i don't know nothing against gun hunters i don't um and, you know you're taking the easy way out but uh, <laughs> i don't have nothing against people who sit in ground blinds i had to sit in a ground blind for a couple of weeks because i hurt you know hurt my ankle and i about uh i about lost it doing that but you know um i know just some people just they just uh they do it for different reasons mm-hmm. but if you're hunting if you're fishing i don't care how you're doing it you know i used to like if you weren't doing it my way i used to think it was wrong mm-hmm. and if you hunted with a rifle you know i used to you know you sissy you know get <laughs> grab a bow but it's not so much like that anymore you know mm-hmm. i want the hunting industry i want the fishing industry to blow up but i want it to blow up to glorify christ you know like i want more and more people that are in the hunting and fishing industry world to glorify Christ. In Romans 1, it talks about people worshiping the creation rather than the creator. You know, mm-hmm. we can't forget that Jesus is the reason for all this. You know, uh, Paul, uh, no, Peter, uh, Jesus tells Peter in Acts 9, I believe, might not be right on that, <laughs> but Jesus tells Peter to rise, kill, and eat. And, you know, that's biblical. I mean, the only weapon, uh, like, the, a rifle and a and a shotgun they aren't in the bible you know what is in the bible a bow and so i'm just following orders from headquarters that's right you know that's right. i'm just using the the bow and i'm using it to, to glorify christ just like you're using uh your lose or your abu garcia you're riding real to glorify yeah. christ are you a, <laughs> are you a lose or you're an abu garcia man i'm a lose all the way a lose all the way okay. i'm a lose real fan i'm a duck it rod fan that's right this man over here, I'm sitting next to a millionaire because I wouldn't say that. That no. <laughs> that rod alone costs about one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, they do. Some of them are pretty expensive. I will say. How many of them you got? <laughs> I probably got four or five. Well, that's four or five hundred dollars just in poles. But I get it. I get it. So um, I think uh, we'll close out with a word of prayer. I know the the last time we did these podcasts, we opened with the word of prayer and closed, but. Uh, we're going to close out with a word of prayer, then I think that'll be it. So let's go in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just pray. Uh, I'm so thankful uh, for Chandler here, God. I, I pray that, that this podcast, these people listening to the podcast are safe. And I pray, Lord, that uh, the message of uh, being fishermen of men that you've called us all to do, Lord, um, that we take this seriously. God, you told us and you commanded us to go and make disciples. And I pray, God, that everybody listening to this that knows you, that has um, been saved of all the sins, that's been saved and born again, that they take that seriously and they go out and they make disciples and they and they 
quote-unquote, just go fishing for men and women out there, Lord. Lord, I pray for uh, for the rest of us, for everybody taking their finals, just for everybody uh, in general. Lord, I pray that this world and this country, that we just find you, God, and, and um, give everything back and put it in your hands, Lord. We love you and we thank you. Jesus, name we pray. Amen. Amen. Until next week, we'll see you soon.